Good morning, and welcome to another mini Monday episode of Crime Over Coffee. We're your hosts. I'm Erica. And I'm Abby. Today, I'm going to tell you guys about the disappearance of Diamond and Tianda Bradley. So pour yourselves a strong cup of joe and let's dive in. On July 6, 2001, Tracy Bradley left from her home in Chicago, Illinois for work at approximately 6.30 a.m. She left her 10-year-old daughter, Tianda, and 3-year-old daughter, Diamond, at home while she was going to work and said she would be back around 11 to noon. Diamond and Tianda were very close, and this was not so out of the normal for their day-to-day lives. They knew not to go outside and not to open the door for strangers. Their mom's cell phone number so they could call her if they needed anything and it seemed pretty normal. Around 7 or 8 a.m. Tracy does call the home and does not receive an answer from the girls but just assumes that they were asleep. And at some point in the morning she receives a call from Tianda saying that there was a man at the door. I saw in some accounts that it was George, which was a guy who was seeing Tracy and the father of Diamond. Around 11 a.m., Tracy comes back home and she has George with her. When they go inside, there is no Diamond and no Tianda. There is a note laying by the sofa that says that the girls were going to walk to a nearby school and store. Tiana was enrolled at Doolittle Elementary School for summer classes, which was right near their house. However, it does show that she was absent that day at school. So Tracy searches the house and kind of searches around the area and can't find the girls anywhere. She starts calling family and friends and people in the neighborhood start looking around and there is no sign of Diamond or Tianda. Eventually, they call police in and police come in and start to investigate and search the area. From what the family says, the note seems weird. They said that Tianda would never have taken off with Diamond without like telling their mom, her mom being there. It was very out of character for her to just decide to go do this while her mom was at work. And one of the family members even says that the sentence structure and addiction does not match up with Tianda. I feel like it'd be weird for any 10-year-old just to take their three-year-old little sister and just leave. And that's another thing that comes up too. There, someone says something about running away and they're like, if she was running away, she wouldn't take her little sister, three-year-old little sister. And that was something that seemed really far-fetched for the girls to be doing. They didn't have any issues like that prior. Later on, several of the neighborhood children come forward and tell authorities that they did see Tiana and Diamond playing outside of their residence at a park around 12 p.m., but their whereabouts are unknown and neither child has ever been seen or heard from again. This did lead to one of the largest searches that Chicago has ever done. They were searching fields, railroad cars. They went through 5,000 abandoned buildings and turned up nothing. Seems like they're doing their part, though, in making sure they're searching for everybody. I like to hear that. Definitely. And the family does run a Facebook page for the girls, and they still have vigils to this day. They had one just a couple weeks ago, 
and it is now a 19 year old case and it's still they're keeping it very active and really trying to find some answers there was some talk about how Tracy the mom was maybe not cooperating with investigators well and there is an incident where she shoved a police officer and had to be restrained some talk about her missing scheduled appointments with detectives and it all seemed a little weird however they do not believe that she is involved well, I was going to ask, because so if she was at work, does she have that, that alibi? Did work back that up? I would assume so, and that's probably why they don't think she is directly involved. It seems like for this case, there's just not a lot of information to go off of. And, you know, I was having troubles even finding a whole lot in my research about it. It's kind of just the same small circumstances that I already just told you guys, and there's not much else and their family's just really trying to get it publicized and they have hope that they will get some answers someday. The mystery has been solved. Here at Crime Over Coffee, our go-to caffeinated beverage for every episode is Fire Department Coffee. And you can get some as well and save 15% with our exclusive coupon code CRIMEPOD15. Owned and operated by firefighters and veterans, 10% of all their proceeds go directly to helping sick and injured first responders. And with an incredible range of flavors and caffeine strength, it's a company that all of us can easily support. So please go to firedeptcoffee.com and use our coupon code CRIMEPOD15 to support us, support them, help first responders, and get some incredibly tasty coffee along the way. I definitely recommend going and checking out the Facebook page. Sheila Bradley Smith seems to be one of the more involved family members. In the interviews and short documentaries I could find on this case, she definitely was pulling a lot of information that she could and really trying to put the story out there. It reminded me a lot of our Scott and Amy Fandel case. It's two siblings that just disappear without a trace and we have nothing. And it is really touching to see family members come forward and do their best. And, you know, Facebook has just become such a good way to advocate and get stories out there for missing people and cold cases. And, you know, you can bring in so much publicity through that. Yeah, I know I've said on previous episodes, my Facebook page, we frequently have missing person cases that come up on my page, which is why we've been trying to add some of the shorter ones, the more recent when there's absolutely no information other than missing. We're trying to add them to the end of some of our episodes just to try to get it out there for those of you that don't have Facebook or maybe they're just not coming across your page. But the missing person cases are just as important, if not more important than the cold cases trying to get the information out there. It is, it really just takes that one person who saw something and it might to them seem insignificant, but it could really blow open a case. And, you know, I think a big reason we do these mini episodes is because we still want to showcase these people who are missing or murdered and it's not a lot of info. So, you know, podcasts or documentaries or TV shows don't necessarily cover them a lot because there's just not a lot of content there, but they're just as important. And it's just as important to let you guys know what's going on. There are pages, which obviously will be in our sources. You can look, there's an FBI missing page for both Diamond and Tianda. There are pages on the Charlie Project for them and on the Center for Missing and Exploited Children. And definitely check out that Facebook page. There is a short episode on their disappearances on Case File Chicago. And it has some interviews with family members and it really makes you feel with them and kind of feel what they're going through. 
it really gives a good personal touch. You know, sometimes you hear about these cases and you kind of gloss over them, but when you actually see the family and how they're, it's affected them, it makes a big difference. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime Over Coffee. You can find us on Instagram at Crime Over Coffee or on Facebook at Crime Over Coffee Podcast, where all of our photo and video content for each episode can be found. You can also email us your thoughts and case suggestions at crimeovercoffeepod at outlook.com. Also, all of our sources can be found in the show notes of each episode. If you would like, you can support us by going to anchor.fm slash crimeovercoffee. Donations are greatly appreciated and assist in making the podcast possible. Other ways to support us include recommending us to friends and family, giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and subscribing to us on your favorite podcast listening medium. So again, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. 